Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Insightful Principles. Today will be a great episode related to a topic I'm very interested about and one topic that is very familiar with the fintech industry. Fintech is the financial technology industry and one of the biggest technologies that will change the landscape of financial service is the blockchain. And you've heard me talk about it on here before in episode 12. I had a, a great guest that came on the show, John Riley. And if you haven't heard episode 12, I would definitely recommend you go and take a listen. But we really got into a, a great conversation about blockchain technology and John really described how blockchain is the underlying technology of Bitcoin and Ethereum. And what it allows us to do is to have more control of our finances with peer-to-peer -peer lending. Having the ability to send and receive money to another person no matter what country they're in and without the need of having a third party or a bank finalize the transaction which is big. Essentially, the blockchain allows us to be our own bank. Now, John also mentioned the value of blockchain is traceable transactions, audit trails, and enhanced security. What he means by that is a CFO has more control over the day-to-day -day transactions and is not vulnerable to another person getting access to their financial information that could jeopardize the company. The transactions are immutable where they can't be changed and can be traced from beginning to the end. Now, before we get into today's episode, um, if you all can rate, leave a review, and subscribe to this podcast, it's very helpful, it's greatly appreciated, and continue to share this amongst your family and friends. So when it comes to blockchain, Think of it as a database or a record-keeping system. A database is simply a collection of information that is stored electronically on a computer system. Information is in a database and is typically in a table format and it makes it easy for searching and filtering information. With a database, any number of users can access, they can filter, and they can manipulate large amounts of information very quickly. Large databases accomplish this by storing data on servers that are comprised of powerful computers. In some instances, these servers can have hundreds, even thousands of computers in order to have enough storage and power necessary for many users to access the data simultaneously. Now, while a database may be available to any number of people, it is often restricted by the ownership of a business and managed by one particular person that has complete control of how it works and the data within it. So what makes a database different from the blockchain? One factor is how the data is structured. A blockchain puts information together in blocks that hold a set of information. Blocks have storage limits and once filled are chained with the previous field block, forming a chain of data called the blockchain. Once new information is added, a newly formed block will be placed once the previous chain is filled. As I have discussed, a database structure is data in tables, whereas the blockchain structures is data in chunks, which are blocks that are chained together. This system creates an immutable timeline of data when implemented in a decentralized nature. This is what makes the transactions traceable. It also allows every piece of data to be verified 
when the information is placed on the blockchain. It provides transparency where everyone can see the timeline of data and verify if a transaction is accurate or inaccurate. To give you an example of the transaction process in a blockchain, it begins where a new transaction is entered into the system. Next, the transaction is transferred to a network of computers peer-to-peer -peer across the world. Third, the network computers are working together to verify the transparency of the transaction. Fourth, the transaction is complete and these blocks are placed together to create a timeline of data that is perpetual. Lastly, once the transaction is confirmed and correct, uh, they are clustered into blocks. So think of this of like solving a Lego puzzle. All of the pieces have to be put together correctly to complete the puzzle. In this case, the network computers are verifying the transactions as the blocks of, of information are being filtered in, and it has to be validated and correct before it can be clustered together on a timeline with the blockchain. Now, blockchains are most, mostly used to store transaction history, but the blockchain could be used for many other cases as well, such as legal contracts, inventory records, deeds of a home, or even smart contracts. One of the biggest benefits of the blockchain is decentralization. This is why a lot of people are invested in cryptocurrency because the value of Bitcoin, for example, is decided upon the members of its decentralized network instead of a central bank. Um, when there are more members uh, that are buying Bitcoin, you have more people that are in this decentralized network, it becomes more valuable, the demand becomes higher, and, you know, in result, the price of the uh, cryptocurrency will continue to, uh, to go up. Now, you also understand that there is a lot of volatility when it comes to cryptocurrency, but then as more people start to come in, the more demand for Bitcoin, for example, uh, you will start to see over time that volatility will, uh, will go down. Now, the way blockchain works with Bitcoin is the network of computers essentially have it stored on a database, which stores every Bitcoin transaction ever made. Now, Bitcoin consists of thousands of computers, but each computer or groups of computers that hold this blockchain is in a different geographic location, and they are all operated by separate individuals or groups of people. These computers that make up the Bitcoin network are called nodes. In a blockchain, each node has a full record of the data that has been stored on the blockchain since the beginning. For Bitcoin, everyone can see the entire history of Bitcoin transactions. If a node has an error with its data, it can use thousands of other nodes as a reference point to correct itself. And I think that that's very interesting because... This is what makes it irreversible. The information cannot be altered. So if one user attempts to tamper with Bitcoin's record of transactions, all the other nodes will cross-reference each other and clearly point out the incorrect information on the blockchain. The only way the blockchain could be changed is if it's only if a majority of the decentralized network will have to agree upon it. This ensures whatever changes are made is in the best interest of the majority. Now, I wanted to go over some examples of how blockchain can be used and how it is currently being used among many industries. 
Bitcoin simply uses the blockchain to record transaction payments. How the blockchain can be used to immutably record any number of data points. So, for example, blockchain could be used in the voting voting system. Uh, this will prevent fraudulent voting because of the security of the blockchain. How this will work is, for example, each citizen of a country will be issued a cryptocurrency or a token, and each candidate in the election, whether it's a governor or president, will be given a specific wallet address. And if you look at like your Coinbase, that's essentially a wallet. You know, you have your own wallet address where you're able to uh, be able to receive cryptocurrency. You're able to also uh, send it to other people. Uh, MetaMask is another wallet that uh, uses Ethereum blockchain. But uh, to continue the example, um, they would essentially, the governor or the president, they would have that specific wallet address and the voters would send their crypto or token to whichever candidate's wallet address they wish to vote for. This will create a transparent and traceable voting system on a blockchain. That would eliminate the need of counting votes physically, and it also would prevent any changes with the ballots. Another example is IBM. They actually have created their own food trust blockchain where they're able to trace the time it takes for its food's products to be delivered at their locations. One reason this is smart is because the food industry has been known for having many outbreaks of E. coli, salmonella, uh, listeria, as well as hazardous materials being introduced into foods before delivery. If you enjoy listening to podcasts like I do, you should probably think about creating one as well. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more within minutes of finishing your recording. Following the link in the show notes, let's Buzzsprout know we sent you. It also gives you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan and help support our show. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners and the team of Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed Join over a thousand hundred podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Let's create something great together. As a result, it can take up to weeks to find out the cause of these outbreaks or the cause of sickness from the people uh, that are eating uh, these these foods that have these con contaminated uh, ingredients. Therefore, the blockchain gives food companies access to track a food's product's route from the beginning through each stop it makes, and finally its delivery. If the food was found to be contaminated, it can be traced all the way back from each stop to the beginning of the route. Companies could also look at anything else that it may have came into contact with, allowing them to identify the problem and prevent any food outbreaks. A smart contract is one of the most profound ways to use blockchain. 
Ethereum uses smart contracts with their blockchain. And a smart contract is a computer node that can be built into the blockchain to verify, facilitate, and negotiate a contract agreement. Smart contracts operate under a term of conditions that the user agrees to. And when those conditions are met, the contract is automatically carried out. So for example, let's say a tenant would like to rent out an apartment using a smart contract and the landlord agrees to give the tenant the door code to the apartment as soon as the tenant pays the security deposit. Both the landlord and the tenant would send their portions of the deal to the smart contract, which will hold on to releasing the door code for the security deposit on the date the lease begins. If someone, the landlord, uh, doesn't provide the door code on the smart contract before the leasing date, the tenant will automatically be given back the security deposit and he will be refunded. This would eliminate any fees or processes associated with the use of a notary or a third party mediator. So there are many more other examples of, of blockchain as well. Even if you look in the healthcare industry, um, blockchain can actually be, be leveraged where a healthcare provider could securely store their patient's medical records. And with that, a uh, medical record would essentially be generated and signed. Um, and then it can be put into the blockchain, uh, which could provide patients with proof, transparency, and confidence that their medical records cannot be changed. So it's very interesting to see what blockchain can do with many of the industries and smart contracts records of property, if you're looking at supply chains, the voting system, uh, blockchain is going to really transform how we interact with others and, and how we do business with people in general. And I just definitely think that it has many advantages from improved accuracy uh, by removing human involvement and verification because to be honest, you know, as humans, we do make errors. And if we can do something electronically, digitally, uh, where it can help be able to improve a process, I definitely think it's a great thing. And, you know, also with the blockchain, with decentralization, um, it makes it very harder to be tampered with. It makes it more secure. Um, also, the transactions have, you know, privacy, enhanced privacy. They're more efficient and it's more transparent technology above all else. And one of the biggest advantages is it uh, not having to go through a central authority. So really providing a banking alternative of a way to secure personal information for citizens of countries uh, with unstable or even undeveloped, undeveloped governments. Now, there definitely are disadvantages as well when it comes to blockchain. You know, there the cost of the technology is, is very substantial with being able to uh, mine Bitcoin, for example. And when I was looking at the cost of the technology, it showed that about five to $7,000 per coin is what is estimated uh, to be able to mine Bitcoin. And that is very, uh, you know, a lot. Something is not cheap, and I definitely think that they are. There are a lot of miners being more cognizant of being able to use more solar and wind power, and actually 
Um, there's a lot of solutions being formed now with mining farms that are taking uh, the initiatives to make sure that we improve on that because I definitely think that cryptocurrency, the blockchain, is a, a good source of energy. And I don't necessarily think that the technology costs are going to be like that forever. I, I think that there will be some some changes here with being, bringing improvements to uh, that specific disadvantage. And another con is just the regulation. I've said it here before, but, you know, the government could really come in and just say that, you know, it's, it's going to be, you know, illegal, you know, for you to have cryptocurrencies. Um, so I definitely think that the government regulation, you know, is alive and real. Um, I know that the Federal Reserve over the summer here, um, they're actually developing a research paper. They're going to release a research paper of uh, themselves coming out with a digital uh, digital coin. So I, I definitely think that they understand the importance of it. So I don't think it'll be illegal, but I, I think that, you know, the government could do a regulation where they can add a higher capital gains tax for, you know, trading cryptocurrency. So I, I definitely think that that is a strong possibility, but, you know, as an investor, I still think that investing in blockchain, you know, investing in the cryptocurrency markets, it essentially gives you a hedge against our monetary system. It gives you a hedge against central banks because when there are, when we do have the next recession or the depression, you have to ask yourself, how am I prepared? Uh, what assets do I have in my portfolio that aren't traceable? Um, that gives me the ultimate control where um, I'm not at the whim of a government or a central bank. So, I hope you all got tremendous value out of this episode um, and definitely take some time to do research on the blockchain network. I definitely uh, think that there are many uh, resources and platforms out there. You know, one that someone has mentioned to me is actually called One on One Blockchain. If you want to learn more about how the technology works and that's at 101 uh, Space Blockchain. So if you put that, you'll be able to get access of learning more about blockchain. Um, there are tons of other platforms from Cointelegraph uh, to many other uh, platforms out there and resources uh, that can keep you up to date on understanding what's happening uh, within the industry. Uh, as always, if you all can continue to please like, subscribe. Um, if you can rate, leave a review on this podcast, continue to share this message of financial literacy with your family and friends. And also, if you can support my Patreon page, um, that's greatly appreciated. Um, I'm creating exclusive content, uh, everything from learning how to be better with budgeting, uh, being able to build your net worth, and putting together a sound financial plan. Um, I also have a Discord investment group uh, within my Patreon. So if you're interested in that, uh, definitely uh, go over in the show notes. I'll have it in my link tree and join now. And I want to thank you all so much for tuning into another episode of Insightful Principles and take care.